Amen. Jacob made a deal with Laban. After over 20 years of working for him, amen, he made a deal for the speckled and spotted sheep. Amen. Every dark-colored lamb, every every spotted or speckled goat of his flock. In essence, amen, the deal, amen, bless God, that Jacob made with Laban was a deal, amen, that was too good, it was too sweet for Laban, amen, bless God, to turn down. Amen, because by Laban's own admission, he knew that God had blessed him as a result of the favor of God that was on Jacob's life. I want you to know, amen, bless God, that Laban was a businessman, and he didn't strike a deal, amen, with Jacob, that he did not surmise will work for him. And if you understand your word, you recognize, amen, that you can't sacrifice speckled sheep to God. Amen. You can't sacrifice speckled goats to God. For the word of God says in Deuteronomy 17, and amen, bless God, one, thou shalt not sacrifice unto the Lord thy God any bullock or sheep within its blemish or evil favoredness. For that is an abomination unto the Lord thou God. See, amen, bless God, Laban was a hustler himself. Amen. But he was not prepared for the hustle game that Jacob had for him. See, Jacob knew sheep. Amen. That's going to be Laban's downfall. Amen. Jacob understood sheep. He knew how to manipulate and distort sheep to cause them to ultimately look and be presented in a fashion less than what they were originally intended to look like from the outset of their creation. He knew sheep. Amen. He knew, amen, bless God, how to get sheep to look differently than what the creator intended them to look like. Amen. He understood sheep. It's hard to deal with somebody that know the subject matter better than you know it. Amen. Y'all don't hear me on today. Amen. There's a couple of creations. There are a couple of entities in creation that know you better than you know yourself. Amen. One of them is obvious. You know yourself that God knows you. Amen. Better than you know yourself. But don't let me make your wig spin to the back. Put your bangs on the back of your neck. Amen. When I tell you, amen, that Satan, when I tell you, amen, bless God, that the devil knows you, or at least he knew you at some point, better than you know yourself. It's going to take a God to help you get past that devil. Because he know more about what you like than you know your own self. He know more about your weakness than you know about your strength. And so, amen, bless God. Amen. He knew sheep. He knew how to manipulate and distort the sheep to cause them to ultimately look and be presented in a fashion less than what God originally intended to from the outset of their creation. In this way, Jacob represents the craftiness of our spiritual enemy. For Jacob fed them and presented to them. And through his presentation, he changed them to something other than what they should have been. In 1 Peter 5 and 8, when it warns us that we should be sober, 
Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You can almost sum most of this up by simply falling back on the item that says you are what you eat. Are y'all with me? Whatever you have swallowed and you continue to swallow, it does not automatically return back to the dirt. Parts of it stay with you. And part of it goes about shaping who you become. Jacob understood that. Now for all of you that's getting upset because Jacob is one of your favorite characters in the Bible. Remember Jacob is not the hero of our story. Israel is. Because Jacob had not been changed. And the same conniver, con artist, and trickster that conspired with his mother to steal his brother's birthright was very much in operation here. Baby, just cause you in the Bible don't make you right. Just because you know some scriptures don't make you holy. And just because your name is Jacob and you got a brother named Esau and a daddy named Isaac and a granddaddy named Abraham it don't make you right. And yeah, I said it because the Holy Ghost told me that Jacob at this point was a conniver. Jacob at this point was a con artist. Jacob at this point was a trickster. But there's something God wants us to see about how the enemy operates and how he gets us in a position, how he's gotten us in a position that causes us to be in a place whereby it's next to impossible for us to line up with God's will. He wants us to understand how the enemy started a long time ago. Setting us up that we might fall short of God's purpose for our lives. Oh, but our attention must be drawn to how Jacob carried out his con. For we know that the devil does not have new tricks. He just rehashes old tricks. How did he do this? How did the devil mess me up so bad? And I cannot take constructive criticism. How did the devil mess me up so bad? And I will not submit to authority. How did the devil mess me up so bad? And I do not respect the things of God the way I should. How did the devil mess me up so bad? And I'm vindictive. And I want things my way 100% of the time. And I refuse to let God change me into the vessel he would have me to be. How he do it? But this is how he pulled off the con. He fed them. Da-da. He fed them. He distorted their food. He changed and perverted what was placed in front of them. And as a direct effect of what he put in front of them, they produced Somebody say, wow. I'm here to tell you today what you eat matters. Don't get mad when I tell you this. 
But who you sit under and who you have sat under, it matters because it will determine your ability to embrace the true will of God for your life going forward. Honey, by the time you find out that your pastor is a false prophet, you got some specs. By the time you find out that the word you've been receiving for the last 15 years was self-serving for some demonic presence that lived in somebody that was supposed to be a minister, you got speckles, you got some streaks. And when you get certain speckles and certain streaks, you're not in a position to be sacrificed before the Lord to bring about his purpose. And therefore, amen, it's not just what's wrong with the preacher, but it gets down to what did the preacher do to me. I wish I had somebody. Because by the time you find out that the preacher is a whoremonger, that the preacher is an adulterer, that the preacher is a liar, and you kept sitting there, you drank it from a trough, that's going to change your ability to be what God have you to be. And that's why when you get a real word, you hell to deal with. That's why when you get into a real church, you won't submit yourself to authority. It ain't got nothing to do with you being hurt. It has everything to do with you being speckled. It has everything with you being specked. It has everything to do with you need a change. I ain't trying to make you upset from the inside out. See, everybody gets excited about Jacob. Because we have been trained in our minds. Our mind is ring-shacked. Where all we see is abundance. We get happy because the word concludes that the man had abundance. But the question is, an abundance of what? He had the ugliest flock in all of the land. His flock looked like the Bonham and Bailey Circus. His flock were all speckled and ring shot. Baby, I'd rather have quality than quantity. You got to start seeking God's face to make a proper accounting of what you got. Don't get so happy because you have. Start getting excited because you got something that's worth something. No wonder Esau said when Jacob said take this stuff. Esau said you ain't putting that stuff over here with my stuff. All them spots and speckles. Every one of your sheep look like they have to be in a Disney movie. 101 Dalmatians. Don't bring that mess over here. Oh Esau tried to fix it up and say what meanest thou? I don't need this brother. Tell your neighbor I don't neither. If you're going to come talking about folk, I don't either. If you're going to hinder me from being what God had me to be, I don't either. If you're going to stop the flow of God in my life, I don't either. I'm lonely, but I ain't that lonely. I'm by myself, but I ain't that beautiful. I can do bad. Now you finish it. He fed him. That's the trick of the enemy. 
He's been feeding us garbage. And that's why we look the way we look. He done confused us, preacher, into believing it's all about us and not about God. And that's why we look the way we look. He's called us to put more value on what we drive than what's driving us. And that's why we look the way we look. He's called us to believe that all anointings are the same. And that's why we look the way we look. He's called us to believe that we got just as much as his anointing. I tell you, that's somebody I got to say yes, sir, too. The anointings of God have got to be subject. No, you can't throw off at the church. You can't say you belong to the church and then don't go to church. Who has bewitched you? From whose table have you been eating? Mama used to say, you go over there, but you better not eat nothing. Mama said, we're going in this house. But if you get in that house and act like you hungry, I'm going to beat your behind right where you should. You better not get in that house. Did y'all mama tell y'all that? Trying to sneak a biscuit like we ain't got no biscuits at the house. Tell you never stop acting like you ain't had no good food to eat. To steal Laban's flock. All they had to do was feed them. To change your mind, all you got to do is be bombarded by certain people that are saying certain things over and over and over again. And after a while, you'll stop believing in the Holy Ghost. After a while, you'll stop believing that anybody's living holy. Because what apostle, they've been feeding you. After a while, you'll stop believing anything going, you can do whatever you want to do and still get to heaven. Because the water apostle, you've been eating it. Have you ever noticed, amen? Have you ever been embarrassed? Somebody say, well, this is my daughter. This happened to me last week, honey. And I said, she looked just like you. They said, not by blood. I didn't have nothing to say, but to God be the glory. I said, I'm headed for the door then. To God be the glory. How can you look like somebody that don't have your blood? You've been eating their food. Y'all might get upset with a pastor, but as soon as you go to somebody else's church and they give you the microphone, you can go there just like a pastor. Why? Because you've been eating. Put your seatbelt on because this thing give it a shoot up. This is the Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> What's that ride called? Over in Carolyn. Well, they want to shoot up real fast. That's why you come to aerobicizing, but won't stay for choir rehearsal. I don't want to disturb my bowel spots, but what make you do that? You feel good when you drop off the parking lot. Tell your neighbor, ouch. I got to do better. Don't you know I love you? Tell your neighbor, he love us. You know how he is. That man will give us the last he got. He'll miss a light bill to take care of my light bill. He loved me. 
listen to the devil. This is how he does it now. Listen to who and what he feared. Listen. The 40th verse says, Jacob set apart the young flock by themselves, but made the face of the street and the dark-colored animals that belonged to Laban. Thus he made a separate flocks for himself and did not put them with Laban's animals. Whenever the stronger females were in heat, Jacob would place the branches in the troughs and in front of the animals so that they would mate near the branches. But if the animals were weak, he would not place them there. He went after the sheep with the most potential. He didn't mess with sheep that weren't dangerous. He didn't mess with sheep that weren't strong. He didn't mess with sheep that didn't have a call of God on their life. He looked for those that can make a difference, not in somebody's church, but in the kingdom. Tell you whatever, he's after you for a reason. If you didn't have consequence in the kingdom, he wouldn't bother with you. He's after you because you can make a difference. And you've been anointed to draw the eyes of the people. Satan wants to call what the people see to not be representative of the things of God. You can't do nothing about this. Come on here. The gifts of God are not until repentance. So once he gives you the gift, you got him. You've been anointed. People are going to look your way. The question is, what are they going to see when they look? He went after the sheep with the most potential. He fed them to change them so he could separate them for his purpose. Saints, our common enemy has not placed contaminated food for us, before us, in a trough that can be filled or measured with natural hands. However, he has infected in us, he has infected us with contaminated truths that flow through the recesses of our mind and serve to separate us from our ability to please or be used by God in the fullest. Huh? See, we have substituted quantity for quality. And our purpose has been distorted to one that serves our purpose, but negates God. Look at the 43rd verse. In this way, the mean grew exceedingly uh, prosperous and came to own Lord's flock. Maid servants and men servants and camels and donkeys. The question here is full of what? Speckled sheep that cannot please God. Sheep, saints, is not in the number, but in the quality of your service before the Lord. What are you saying to me, Apostle? You are a product of what has been spoken before you. You are a product of what you have learned. As a result of your associations down through the years, that's a fact. What's the fix? If you're gonna clean up the speckled sheep, you're gonna have to be selective, just like he was selective. You're gonna have to be selective with who the sheep breed with. And over time, you'll wash out the speckled sheep. Now it's gonna take years. That's naturally. But spiritually, 2 Corinthians. Fear 5 and 17 cleans that up. It simply says, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. What apostle? All contact. All things are passed away. Behold, all 
old things become new. The only way to change our minds, the only way to change our ways after years of contamination by the enemy to cause us to believe that certain things that must be done to please God are not necessary. The only way to fix it is the water apostle be born again. I'm right back here again. The only way to get turned around and to go from being speckled to being of quality before God is to lay your all on the altar. When God does it, honey, a lot of the things that matter to you now won't matter to you then. When your purpose becomes to do the will of the Father, then he cleans you up. He eradicates all the negative effects of years huh, of the miseducation of the saint. Those things that will cause us to lift up our personal thoughts, our personal feelings, and what I think above God's will for our lives. And for his people. For the word of God declared that it is no longer you. But who is the apostle? It is Christ. Who lives on the inside of you. No longer are you driven by emotions. But you are led and directed and guided by God's will. For your life. No longer it becomes about the sacrifices you have to make. But it becomes about the sacrifice that you must become. If you're going to please God, every one of us have a work to do. Every one of us have a quota before God that we must reach. But the Bible says, you, 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 you are the salt of the earth. The gift of God lieth in us. The world's going to be saved. It's going to be saved as a result of the light of God shining through us. But it won't happen if we don't allow God to change us. Can't sit in church year after year and remain the same person. Huh? Oh, we got to get fellowship with each other and then walk in fellowship with him. We got to get somewhere in God so God can change us, honey, from the inside out. What in the world are you talking about, man? I'm talking about a mind change. A heart change. Through and by the Holy Ghost. Whereas the word of God says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Do something in me, God, from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Help me to properly prioritize my relationship with you. Help me to put my relationship on top shelf and everything else line up behind that. All my self-desires to please you. I want to give you my whole self, my everything that I have. I want to give to you. I want to be like Zacchaeus when he came down out the tree and said, if I have taken anything from anybody, I'm going to restore it. I don't care what nobody has to say. I want to be everything that who would have me to be God would have me to be. I don't want a soul to pass by me that's been earmarked. For me to minister to. That's some stuff I got to get straight in me. I got some speckles. I'm spending a lot of time talking about folk. 
I'm spending a lot of time not doing what I'm supposed to be doing for God. I'm spending a lot of time out of place, running here and there and everywhere. You know, hell going to be full of folks who got their name on church rolls. Hell going to be full of folk that got their names on church road. Because there's only one road that matter. And that is the Lamb Book of Life. Now, you don't get no heavenly discount because you belong to Shekinah. If you're not furnishing God alive, all on your job, folk taking their break the same time you take your break because they want to be around you. I bind up. Problem, improperly prioritizing your personal issue. I'm leaving it alone. He's always on your side. Shell out. I lost a speck last week. I lost a ring last week. I got some speckles, but I don't have as many as I used to have. Because I'm letting God do something for me. I'm understanding I'm not always right. It's a place God wants to take me to. Won't you come on and go with me to Canaan land? Won't you come on and let God do something for you? Who told you that? How did it get in your spirit? Have you checked it against the word of God to make certain it was the right thing? He said, well, my mama used to do it. Was she right? I saw my daddy doing it. Were they right? I love my grandmama. And she told me, was she right? Compared to the word of God. But there's room in hell for you and your grandmama. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. She got to see God just like you have. This is the preparation place. Church is not the place for you to come to feel good all the time. Preachers are some of the biggest hostages in the world because we don't understand that through Jesus' blood the ransom has already been paid. We don't have to let the church members hold us hostage so we won't say what God has us to say. Tomorrow is not promise. You could have got yourself dressed today but somebody else take your clothes off tonight. You could be laying on a steel board tonight and not even feel the coolness on your back. This is the time to get your business fixed. You got some things in your life right now that you want God to clean up for you. You understand, amen, bless God, that appearing one way and not being that way is not going to help you get where you're going. In the name of Jesus, I want to be used by God from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I've had one apostle. I've had enough. In the name of Jesus, I've had enough now. Speckle. Speckle.